0: All right, let's welcome everybody back. This is uh, Inside Look, uh, South Jersey girls basketball. And today I have a special guest from Eastern. I want to let her introduce herself. Well, we know her as Coach P. Uh, I don't <laughs> want to mess up her last name, but she's a wonderful coach and person. I would like to have her introduce herself. Would you do that, please?
1: Hi, my name Kristen Perzabilski. Coach P, as everybody calls me.
0: <laughs> well, we're so glad to have you. I'm so glad that you uh, you know, agreed to come on this little Interview this podcast. As you know, this is like really grassroots. Um, You know, we're just trying to start, uh, you know, a little movement in South Jersey. Uh, We want to get some, you know, players, families, um, coaches, teams. We just want to build fans. We want to build camaraderie. We want to build up excitement in South Jersey and we want to get to know the teams a little bit better. Um, You know, I just, I love these interviews because I get an opportunity to talk to coaches and get to know them better and you get a better appreciation for them. And you gain uh, respect for that person. And I just love uh, talking to you so far. And I just can't wait for everybody to to learn more about you. Um, How we can start? Yeah, thank you. So, mm-hmm. can you tell us about like you know your childhood? Where'd you grow up? Tell us about your family.
1: I'm uh, originally from Baltimore. Um, we moved. I was born in Baltimore. We moved here probably when I was about five. Um, so I've been up here ever since. But I uh, I go to Baltimore pretty regularly just to. Um, visit family and, um, you know, those types of things, but we, we moved here. I, I lived in, um, Barrington first. Um, so I went to, you know, Woodland middle school. So that was kind of cool. And then, uh, we moved, um, right after my eighth grade year to Voorhees. So I grew up in Voorhees, um, and I went to Eastern high school. So,
0: uh,
1: I live in Somerdale now. So.
0: That's great. So did you, what kind of sports did you play growing up?
1: I played softball and basketball.
0: Okay. So out of the two, which one was your favorite? <laughs>
1: basketball, of course.
0: <laughs> right, check it, check it. Um, and you went to Eastern. So you're a homegrown talent. Um, so what about you? Did you play those sports in high school as well? Did you play both in high school?
1: I uh, played softball for the first couple of years. And then um, I just focused on basketball. So, you know, I played travel and, um, you know, just focused on on one sport
0: that's fantastic um so tell us about college so you know what you studied and you know, what you ended up doing did you play sports in college or
1: i did i went to uh camden county first um and then i uh went to rowan i played basketball both um i have a bachelor's in health promotion fitness management and i have a master's from rowan in uh, wellness and lifestyle management
0: that's fantastic we were chatting a little bit earlier i right? i told you uh, we would talk Know more. I just love that the industry and the fact that you're helping people, which is fantastic. Uh, yeah. Let's go on to your uh, coaching history. So, how did you get started with coaching?
1: I um, I was finishing college, and uh, Mr. Zimmerman, who was a big South Jersey um, girls basketball uh, supporter fan, um, he got me into coaching uh, South Jersey AAU. Um, so, I coached little fifth graders. Um, my last year of college. So that, that was fun. He, he gave me a taste of it the first time. Um, And then my high school coach, uh, Linda Bolger um, asked me to come over and be a volunteer assistant at Cherry Hill East. She was a a head coach at East. Um, So I volunteered, you know, the first year with her and got a taste of high school basketball and um, it was a lot of fun. Um, And then I got hired at Lindenwald, and I was an assistant at Lindenwald um, and then, you know, uh, Eastern had an opening for JV. Um, so I was like, oh, you know, it's my my school. So I just, you know, I want to kind of apply and see what happens. Um, so I got that job and I spent uh, 16 years at Eastern as an assistant with um, Joe Murphy. And then uh, I had one break, one year break. I was at uh, Haddon Heights as an assistant, Um, and then I got the head job at Eastern. So I was right right back.
0: That's that's fantastic. Um, You know, I'm sure that they're glad to have you. I mean, I've (laughs) talked to a number of people and uh, just the energy alone, uh, I know I'll get it later, but when we played Eastern, I couldn't believe how loud uh, the team was and the kids who weren't playing on the bench. I mean, if I had had to give an award for a team with the most team spirit, I, I would definitely put your team because it was it was to your advantage. Actually, they were so loud and they were so impactful in the game and they were so engaged on the bench. I mean, to me, it was impressive. I mean, I noticed it. I bet you the kids noticed it who were playing in the games. I mean, and the parents noticed it. It's fantastic. That's great energy that you're bringing.
1: Yeah, that's uh, ben- best benched in South Jersey. That's what we say.
0: I would <laughs> say you know it's my number one. So, but how did so how did you come back to like what made you come back to Eastern? So what was, you know, you you said you took that break for a year and I guess opening Um, up? Yeah, I mean, they
1: posted for a head coach and I was like, well, let me give it a shot. See if, you know, I have a chance to get hired. And, um, I applied and I had two great interviews and, um, you know, a, a day later, Mr. Mr. Pico called and offered me the job. So it was exciting, um. I got butterflies. Like, so it was, it was, I knew it was the right thing. So I was, uh, was over the moon, over the moon, excited. So Great. it's hard to put in the words.
0: Yeah. I hear you. It's like, you're so excited. Cause you know, you figure you went to that school yep. now you're there coaching and now you're bringing up the next generation of players and coaches. Uh, that's just fantastic. So why don't you talk a little bit about your coaching philosophy? So what do you, you know, what are you thinking about? What are you trying to instill in the kids is, you were on the sidelines and you're in practice.
1: I mean, I always preach, you know, uh, play hard, play together, play smart. Um, You know, we're team atmosphere. Um, But as a coach, I feel like um, my goal is to always make a positive difference in their lives. And and that's kind of my philosophy and approach to things. Um, And I I think that, you know, they bought into that and um, they're a positive group with each other. they certainly play hard and they play together and they play smart. So they've embraced that, um, concept. And, and, um, so that's kind of what I live by on that. We're, we're shaping our young athletes to be, um, you know, terrific women as they grow up. So we just want to, you know, make sure that we're, we're making a positive difference
0: there. Yeah. I think that's awesome. You know, the good thing is some of these Girls are just going to play in high school and some of them will move on to college, but they can make friendships if they can really just get that discipline of practicing teamwork, um, buying in buying into the program, I think it's going to make it enjoyable for them. They're going to create memories. And I mean, uh, Eastern is is really going to be a phenomenal team. I mean, uh, just your philosophy alone, but just the chemistry that you're building and obviously the talent that you have. Um, you know it really is gonna play out on, on the court, which is fantastic. So like what kind of coach are you? you're like, are you the kind that's gonna yell and scream are you more quiet on the sidelines? Um, you know you let the kids do the talking what kind of what, what's your coaching style?
1: Um, I mean, I let my my athletes have input. I think um, that helps them grow. Um, I'm a believer in uh, some freedom and accountability. Um, but as a style, I mean, I don't know if you noticed, but you know, when I'm on the side, I mean, I'll go crazy. If they make a great play. I'm like a little kid cheering and, um, you know, a- encouraging them and, and uh, pumping them up as much as I possibly can. I'm not a chill kind of relaxed kind of coach. So um, I think that they feed off of that. Um, and they, you know, they, they like it, you know, they, they tell me all the time that it's, it's awesome to see me getting into it and not just kind of, standing there like a statue. And so um, I said, that'll never be me. I, you know, you hit a big shot and you win a game. I'm jumping in that pile with the rest of you. <laughs> so that's, that's just me. And, and that's how I approach it. But I think it's important to let them have some input. I think it helps them grow, um, you know, give them that freedom and, and accountability and um, they seem to thrive off of that. And they, you know, they've really made a jump from last year to this year that i've seen um so yeah that's that's more me i'm not a, a micromanager or kind of hovering over every little thing though so.
0: yeah i mean i i knew that's the kind of coach you were i i love that kind of energy to me when uh that's my coaching style when i would coach my kids you know i get pumped up for them because i just want to see them do well and i think you know yeah. when, when you get excited for the kids and you celebrate you know, the little things for that with them, I think they enjoy it more. And and obviously they want to please you as a coach. They want to make you proud, but you know, it's that confidence that you instill in the kids that's going to help them become successful. And if yeah. you can get the kid to be confident, I have no doubt that, you know, the skills are there anyway, they're just going to be able to perform. You know, a lot of these kids just don't have the, they don't have the confidence, you know, um, and, mm-hmm. and it might not be in them. So somebody has got to, you know, kind of push them along the way. And, and if you're that kind of coach, I mean, you're going to get a lot out of your out of your kids and they're going to play uh, 110% and they're going to give you more than they got. And they're, they're going to just, you know, be a, such a benefit to the program, which is phenomenal. I love that. It's,
1: it's funny you say that because I noticed last year, some of them were a little timid in the beginning and, and not having a whole lot of confidence. And as the year was going on, you could see that confidence come out and the, and they're shining and, And then then I see the difference this year and I'm like, wow, like, you know, they're they're beaming with it Um, and they want to play everyone and they're not afraid to play anyone. Um, So uh, that's fantastic. And um, that's what I was hoping for. And it only took one year. (laughs) So so I was like proud of them.
0: I mean, you guys gave Cherokee an unbelievable game last year. Um, I mean, I was very, very impressed. I mean, we'll talk about that later, but. I was just, I was wowed when we went to to Eastern. I'm like, man, this, this seems real. Um, They just need like another year or two as as far as growth of the kids and in in the program, just to know, you know, to feel more comfortable, have that chemistry, but you got, you got some talent and they're really, really well coached, really well coached. So the cool thing is, is, you know, since you went to Eastern, you'll have a little bit more history um, to share about the program. So why don't you talk about, you know, what it was like to be a student at Eastern like, you know, playing what, and then compare it to, to now and, and and what's the difference?
1: Um, I mean, I always tell the kids I, I loved being a student at Eastern. Um, I had a great experience. Um, you know, I played for Linda Bolger. She's a Hall of Fame coach. Um, you know, her and I still keep in touch. We talk, um, you know, when she found out that I got the head job. She was so excited for me. Um, she even came to a game last year during the, um, when she, cause she lives in Florida. So she was in town. So she, uh, she came to a game and, and, uh, but she called me like right before the season started, wished me luck. And, and just like this year, she called me, um, we started January 11th and she called me, I think on the 8th and she's like, when you start? And I'm like the 11th and she's like, oh, and you know, so we had a, you know, big conversation. Um, she's proud, she's excited. Um, you know, and I, I tell the girls all the time, you know, you may not always agree with your coach from time to time and, you know, you might, um, you know, have disagreements or whatever. I said, you know, I had my share with, with Miss Bolger, but um, she taught me a lot. Uh, she taught me a lot about being a player, about being a coach. And, and um, I'm grateful to her for that. Um, you know, so she always, always told me, you know, I'd be like, Oh, bold, you know, the 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 refs, they, they missed this call. They missed that call. And she'd always say, Kristen, you gotta give ten points to the refs. Always give ten points because that you, you know that's just the way it, the, the way it is. And so she never she never gave me that satisfaction. <laughs> She's always like, no, you gotta give give them ten points and and go from there. And so um, I had a great experience um, playing. Um, you know, I I made a lot of great friendships. Um, still friends with some of them to this day. Um, so, um, it's fun, you know, and I, I tell them to embrace it. It goes by quick, you blank and it's over. Um, but Eastern's a, a great school academically, athletically. Um, you know, you, you kind of get everything. It's, it's, it's a great school and, um, told them to take advantage of it, take advantage of everything it has to offer. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I had great experience. I, I loved it. So,
0: so what's what's it like to be a coach now at the school that you you know grew up in? So what, what's that like what's that like?
1: It was a little weird at first when I first started because you know, 16, 17 years ago when I started as an assistant, um, you know, some of the teachers thought I was a student because I, I looked really young. And then um, some of my teachers were still teaching there. So it was like It it was weird, and I would be like, "Oh, hey, you know, Mr. Stick," or "Hey, you know," and they'd be like, "Oh, you don't have to call me. I can't. Like, I still call Miss Bolger, Coach Bolger, or Miss Bolger because I just can't call her Linda. (laughs) I just can't do it. Um, So that kind of was weird for me because, you know, there there were teachers that were still there; they weren't retired yet. Um, But it is it is awesome to be able to say that I coach at my alma mater. So. I um, I don't know. I wouldn't want to be anywhere
0: else. <laughs> I'm sure they're glad to have you. And you'll be there. we'll be there for years to, to come. Yeah. Um, let's talk about last year. I know it was your first year. So, you know, here you are. You interviewed for the job. You know, you get the second interview and you're probably sitting there waiting by the phone and every text message and every phone call. You know, you're probably like, oh, is that the AD? Is that the AD? And then your friends are probably asking, did you get the job? Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? So you get this job and now you have to start planning. So, you know, what were your expectations and goals you know, going into the season as a first year coach?
1: Uh, well, like I said, I, I was familiar with the the juniors and seniors. Um, I wasn't too familiar with the freshmen um, and sophomores. So I, I really had to learn a little bit about them all and, and kind of see where they all fit. Um, I did follow them um, the year before. I did go to a couple games and. Um, so I got to see a little bit um, of what they could do, um, but some of those sophomores really—I was pleasantly surprised. You know, Mia and Maya and Sana. I didn't, you know, I didn't know a whole lot about them, but um, you know, they—they they surprised me, and and uh, we you know, we just kind of told them what I was expecting and what I was looking for, and and they stepped up to the challenge and and really um, did it with enthusiasm. They came together as a team um, right out the gate, you know. I mean, they just, they wanted to to win. They were excited to have a new coach. Um, So they they made it easy for me. They really did. It was an easy transition. Um, You know, they had two new coaches. They had me, they had my assistant, Coach Landis. Um, I kept the freshman coach, uh, Megan Liberti, um, which is funny because I coached Megan when she was at Eastern. So Megan is an alumni as well. Um, we, we always bust on uh, coach Landis because he's a Cherokee alumni That's and he, yeah, he actually played for Ron Powell when Ron was coaching the boys. So, you know, we teach him we tease him and, and the girls tease him, you know, but um, he's a good sport and uh, you know, we have fun with it, but um, yeah, it's a little weird when my players start getting married and uh, having kids, <laughs> so um, makes you feel old after a while. But um, no, I, I mean, like I said, they, they made it easy, um, the transition, they bought in the system very quickly. They're a smart group. They learn plays very, very quickly. Um, you know, we, we ran an up-tempo style, I like up-tempo. We have the horses to do that, so why not, right? Um, You know, we kind of did it with Cherokee in that game and, um, you know, it it suited us well. We just came up short a little bit. But, um, yeah, you know, I mean, they love the style that I coach. So, you know, that that makes it easy.
0: Like I said, I was very impressed uh, in that first Eastern game because, I mean, all, all, all over. I mean, Mike from SGBT is like, oh, you know, he's like, uh, upset alert, upset alert, upset alert. And I was like, I was in the <laughs> stands of the game. I'm like, I think we're gonna lose this game. I didn't think we we're gonna get it. But, you know, I mean, it's great a competition. Everybody goes out there and I mean, you gave a one heck of a game. I mean, that was, that was a very, very, that was like a wake up call. Um, for sure. I, I was, I was, like I said, I was very impressive. Maybe we can talk about that. But
1: they're the type of games you want to be part of, you know, whether you're on the winning or losing end. I mean, everybody wants to win. Um, but you want to be part of those types of games. I mean, the energy, the atmosphere, it, it was a lot of fun. Um,
0: yeah, so definitely. I know, that's the thing I missed the most this year is that, you know, is not being able to be there. I mean, part of yeah. it, I, I love seeing the kids. I love seeing the families. I just love the expression of the kids faces when they're competing and, you know, when they do really well, they smile and they're just like so pumped up. They're giving each other high fives, you know, mm-hmm. just all that you, know, you just get pulled into it and you just you root for the kids, even if they're not my kids. And I, I, mean, I told you earlier, you know, um, Gianna, for example, in the in the Cherokee game, she was lights out. And to me, I can appreciate a player. She's on the other team, but I'm not taking it away from her. I was like, wow. I said, this kid is just having the game of her life. I think she could close her eyes, shoot it over her head, and it was still going. It was the type of night she was having. So, I mean, I think games like that, you know, she set you up for success later in the year because, I mean, if you can hang and, and give and give Cherokee that game, I mean, you're going to hang with pretty much everybody in, in our area. Uh, and that was a phenomenal game. And that was the thing that, you know, that really – I was really impressed by with your team last year is – you know, you're a new coach, so 500 something that maybe, yeah, 500. That's a good goal. I mean, but you had a really nice run. You, you gave some good games. I mean, every game that you played, I'm sure, it was pretty pretty competitive uh, against the tougher teams. I mean, you made it to the playoffs. So, so talk about what was, you know, maybe a couple of your favorite moments or f- favorite games from last year um, that you want to talk about. Uh,
1: I could probably name a couple, but um, two that really – um, stuck out was our game against, uh, Washington Township the first time at home. Um, our girls just came in ready to go and, and we beat them. Um, and that was the first time we beat Washington Township in 10 years. Um, so that was huge win for us. Um, and I, I even lost a bet to, to Kelly. She, um, she's like, if we win, you have to do a TikTok video with me. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, I didn't think she'd hold me to it. And uh, right after the game and the locker room, got to do a TikTok. <laughs> so I had to, um, I had to do that. Um, she made it easy for me though. I just had to do something simple, but um, yeah, no, that was, that game was, we just like the Cherokee game. Uh, we just, played really well and we executed. And Mia played a phenomenal game. She shut uh, John's down and she dropped 25 points by herself. And then Kelly had like 23. I mean, it was, it was a great game. All five players and bench um, players played excellent. Um, They just, they competed. So that was a memorable game for us. Um, And the other one, even though we lost, was the first time we played Cherokee because um, you know it, it was a great game and it was back and forth and the kind of game you want to be part of. And and the girls were looking forward to the rematch and, you know, so even this year they they want to play you guys and um, you know, they, they want to play the top teams and, and see what we can do and how we measure. So, um, but definitely by far those two and you know, our conference is brutal. So every, Every year, um, we're all battling it out. So whether it's Township, Cherokee, Lenape, Shawnee, I mean, it it doesn't matter. Um, You know, we always look forward to playing each other. Um, So it's always like a bloodbath.
0: (laughs) You know, that's why it's, you know, you get a team like Shawnee who, you know, through the year, through the year, they were just learning. And then when they, they got hot at the right moment, I mean, in the playoffs, were there 14 seed? made to this to the um, South Jersey states and it's because they're in the Olympic conference a lot of yeah. their game lost you know at the end of the game earlier in the season because they didn't have that good chemistry coming in yet they were still a young team I mean Nia Scott still young so you know you know they're 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 win- they're losing games that maybe they could have won those games earlier in the year but you know it kind of like made them the underdog the little Cinderella team because people probably look past like ah oh, the 14th team no worries so we'll beat them and I mean, they took down some really good teams just to make it to the finals. And for you guys to play Washington Township, I'll tell you what, Emily Johns, to me, is like – she's just a powerhouse underneath the basket. You know, mm-hmm. she grabs every rebound. She finishes at the basket. She's a tough, tough, tough competitor. I mean, she knows how to use her size. I mean, she mm-hmm. was like well, – she was one of my favorite players to watch in South Jersey last year. And, uh, you know, the fact that you guys won – I mean, she's she makes you have to adjust your your playing because if you try to man up on her all oh, the whole game, you can't because she's going to get you in foul trouble, or she's going to you know call a you know create a you know a mismatch where she's going to get a double team, triple team, and then they're going to pass it out and somebody's going to shoot and hit three pointers. So um, it really makes you work. I mean, she's she's just a nice player and a nice kid too. Really, just you know, friendly, just uh, unbelievable attitude. Um, and then Kelly, last year. I was so impressed. There was a couple plays where the ball was like thrown high. I mean, it was, it was high. Uh, I don't think Shaquille O'Neal would have caught this ball, but all of a sudden, like Kelly from somewhere jumps up and catches this ball. And I'm like, how is this kid jumping so high? I mean, she, I watched the pilot of hers and she blocked a shot of a, like a post player was like a center. I'm like, how is this kid doing this? So, I mean, for being a first year coach, I think you had a stacked deck with players. You know what I mean? You had, energy you had heart you had talent um you had really good really good players i mean good chemistry for the first year i mean you you walked into the right situation you know
1: yeah they did they did really well um it was the best record they had in 10 years um so they were 16 and 10 um you know they were under 500 the last six seven years i guess and Um, So, you know, it was great. I mean, like I said, they made it easy. Um, They just let me coach, and they're very coachable, and they just did what we asked them to do. And, um, you know, we were lucky to be successful. So, yeah, and Mia came – she came out of her shell, and she just got better each game. I can't wait to see what she does this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember watching – like I told you earlier, we watched them when they were younger in in, uh, Mm -hmm. So my daughter was a seventh grader and those kids were they were they were awesome they were really excellent they were like the, the cream of the crop at that year um, yeah I remember talking to some parents from Voorhees and they were saying that that team didn't lose travel a travel game since fourth grade so you figure yeah. they were all through those years without losing I mean they were they were very formidable they were just unbelievable kids I mean great players yeah. so yeah I know, so. That, mm-hmm. I know that Kelly's you know over at LaSalle now she's moved on so yeah. what's it like you know, not having her and how are you going to adjust? Because she brings a lot of energy. She's just a nice kid. Um, you know, she's your, she's a floor general. So how are you, uh, how are you going to adjust this year?
1: Well, I don't want to give my secrets away. <laughs> um, you know, it's the next man mentality, next man up. Um, you know, we got a couple of players that are really, uh, coming out of their shell and, um, her really stepped up, and are going to fill, you know, a nice big void. She is leaving a big void. She's she a tremendous athlete, um, but we have a couple of nice players that um, that could could make some noise, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to see um, how they do. So
0: that's that's fantastic. I mean, I think that's going to be awesome. I can't wait to I can't wait for the game. I'm like so excited, you know. I mean, you figured the season. Yeah the state starts tomorrow, which is going to be fantastic. So yeah. I, I know that it's like, you know, 15 games. Uh, there's no championship. There's no conference championship. There's no state. There's no um, county. So, I mean, you're just getting to 15 games, and I guess we're making the best of it. But, like, you know, what are you doing to kind of adjust? And, um, like, what are your goals for your team? How are you getting them prepared? What are your goals for the season this year? Uh,
1: we've come up with um, a goal, basically, um, you know, not, you know knock knock somebody off that we're not supposed to, you know um, go out there and and beat somebody that you know we aren't supposed to and and that's a reward in itself and so we're kind of gunning for those top dogs above us and um you know have some fun with that and 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 the other goal is just to be able to play um, like you like you and I had talked about we you know we want to do this season for our seniors. And we have two seniors, Gianna and Caitlin. Um, so you know, we want to be able to get through this season and play for them, um, and, and just be healthy. You know what I mean? So um, those are our really our main two goals, um, and, or maybe and one more, maybe to get better as a team because we're still growing. Um, we still got a couple newcomers, you know, coming onto varsity, and 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 everybody's got to gel together. So you know, get better knock off someone we're not supposed to and and get through the season for our seniors.
0: So what are your like team strengths? What would you say? Like, you know, going into a game, this is what I'm going to rely on. I know it's energy on the bench. I mean, that's a given. That's not a secret. Everybody knows now. Anybody's played in Eastern. I mean, if you, if you looked at the place, you would have thought it was packed to the, to the, the to the top.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it was loaded with 15,000 people. And really it's, however many people you have on the bench. I mean, they're like making so much noise in there. So, you know, what are your strengths as a team?
1: Yeah, I was told they couldn't even hear the cheerleaders. (laughs) (laughs) That was, that was cool. Um, Yeah, definitely our bench, Um, that feeds our players. Uh, Our our players feed off that. Um, But, you know, we're not a small team. I I think we have good size. Um, We have speed. uh, you know, we're pretty strong. Um, I don't think you can push us around. We have some good shooters. Um, we have some good ball handlers. I think overall we're a, a well-balanced team. Um, so it, it leaves many, many options for me, um, which makes it fun. They can be creative and you can do different things. Um, I have a bunch of athletes. I have a lot of lacrosse players um, and, and some of them have signed um to play lacrosse so uh you know it's fantastic um when you have athletes and you can do the different types of things that you want to do so um we have a lot of strengths and I think we're well balanced um so
0: that's great so yeah um, have you chose your captains this year
1: I have so my two seniors um Gianna Rulo and Caitlin Henry and my two juniors um Maya Edwards and Mia Robbins.
0: No, okay. so I was talking to Coach Handy, and um it was funny because I guess Coach Powell had listened to the podcast, and uh he's like, Oh, I want to steal that idea. He I guess he made his his captains take this leadership course with NF Yes, and, Yeah, and- I heard that too, and I was like, That's a great um <laughs> a great idea. <laughs> uh, I mean, at least we're learning, and, and you know, leadership's just an important part. I mean not even only on the basketball court, but it's just in life in general. Um, you know, I, I think it's cool that you go, that you guys can learn from each other. Uh, so what do you expect from your captains? You know, what do you expect them to do in order to help you, uh, manage the team, uh, and, and be successful, you know, on a day in and day out basis?
1: Um, I think they're an extension of me. So, you know, um, on the court being able to, um, help guide the team. Um, I also expect them to be leaders and, and positive role models. You know, you have freshmen and sophomores who look up to you, um, you know, be positive and And, you know, it's okay to have a, a captain who might more be quiet and lead by example. And then you have other ones that might be more vocal. Um, so I think that's what makes it, you know, have a nice variety. Um, but, you know, positive role models and an extension of me. Is basically what I look for.
0: Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty good. I think you know, just to have extra hands mm-hmm. on deck, and also mm-hmm. like a voice that the girls will listen to. They, you know, they listen to their peers. They respect those players, um, especially right. if they have strong work ethic, um, and they're you know they're just good players, good kids, and just respectful. I mean, that's going to rub off on your team. So that's really good for the culture of the team. So um, talk about your schedule a little bit. I mean, I think. You're going to be playing some really good teams this year, um, you know, going in. So how Um, are you preparing with only three weeks, uh, uh, you know, to get together here?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, we just hit the ground running. Um, I told them to make sure they came in prepared um, condition-wise because we didn't have a whole lot of time, you know, to do that. But uh, we just hit the ground running. Um, The girls were excited to get back in the gym um, you know, to walk in every day and just see the smiles on their face makes it all worthwhile. Um, I mean, they even stay 20, 30 minutes after practice ends and they're in there shooting, um, which I think is great. Um, you know, they're, they're working on their game and, and trying to get better and, and, you know, that's awesome. But, um, yeah, we just hit the ground running, you know, we're just preparing for our first games and, you know, hopefully we get to play them sometime next week.
0: Um, so, yeah, that would be fun. that would be good I mean, at this point. Just keep on keep on practicing, keep the kids healthy. Yeah, let them have, let them have fun. I mean, because a lot of these kids are making sacrifices just to be they're in their own mini bubble just to give their team a chance, an opportunity to have those 15 games for the for the, you know, the six weeks that we do have. Um, so it really means a lot to everybody. I know everybody's making sacrifices. The coaches are making sacrifices. The players are making sacrifices. The families are making sacrifices, and it's just because we want to give our kids the opportunity. Now, 15 games to me is, is not a lot, yeah. but in this current state of the world, I mean, 15 games is, is, is the world for them. You know, It gives them something to look forward to. It gets them out of the house. It gets them something to be excited about. I mean, finally. I mean, COVID's going to be one year old, the quarantine. I remember March 13th, friday and they started canceling classes i'm like wow this is crazy so i mean we're gonna do it this is awesome
1: and i'm just trying to make it fun for the kids too you know not trying to be too serious but just you know have a little fun like i had a professional photographer come and take um you know professional shots of them and they loved it they had a blast um you know just trying to just trying to do something different. And, you know, we got some shooting shirts and we got team masks and, and uh, you know, coach Coach Landis tells me I spoil them. And, and the girls would go, yeah, and your point, <laughs> you know, but we we have a lot of fun, but I want it to be memorable and I want the seniors to have a great last year. And so we try to do some different things and we just try to, to have fun too, you know what I mean? Um, so you know, that was my goal is, is just to attack it that way. And, and so far so good. So, you know, we'll, we'll keep grinding and when we meet Cherokee, we'll be ready. Sounds
0: good. We'll be looking forward to that.
1: Well, any Olympic conference, you know, we'll be ready.
0: <laughs> so, you know, you talked about your seniors and mm-hmm. uh, I was talking a little bit about, you know, how, how can we celebrate these seniors? So I'm actually looking for ideas too, but uh, how can we celebrate these seniors? And, you know, they're not letting parents in the gyms and, um, you know, what can we do to make make their, their night special? You know, their last hurrah. Yeah,
1: it, it, it's really tough to, um, to come up with something that we can do. I'm hoping that at some point we can have at least the senior parents in um, so that they can have a proper senior night if we, if we can, hopefully. Um, but if not, when, I think it was the your interview with Anthony I loved your idea that the parents were all outside and um, you know, the kids come out and you kind of cheering them on. I I thought that was a great idea. Um, So I think it's important that, you know, maybe we all can bounce ideas off each other, but um, make it special, something special for them. Um,
0: Yeah, I I think, you know, it's not the experience that you want for the kids let's Mm -hmm. make the memories. I mean, I actually just graduated a a group of karate students. So we we weren't able to do a graduation for our black belts in in spring, we put it off. Um, And we did it in December. But then when we went through the testing, you know, the governor reduced the indoor capacity so low, there was between all the the schools that we that we have in America, there was over 100 candidates. So there was no venue that we could even go in that we're going to be able to house everybody so we did a little in-house thing here I put up balloons um, you know I had to make posters uh, I had DJ lights and I'll tell you what I had so many of the kids come up to me and say wow that was just cool it was just different they're gonna remember it it's not gonna be like ass ah. I mean you, you just you got that we just got to make it so it's you know memorable and exciting you know for them so that they feel like wow I get I, I worked hard for four years you know, let me, you know, soak it in and, and enjoy this moment. Because for some of these kids, they'll never play again. I mean, you know, yeah. like they play through high school and then they decide when they get to college, either, you know, it's not for them or th- their major's not going to allow them to or for whatever reason. So we want to make sure that we got to find a way to reward these kids for working hard for the last, not even four years. I mean, some of these kids started basketball when they are in kindergarten. You know, has yeah. been yeah. most of their life. So... Yeah. Oh, let's just do that. I mean, I like
1: that. I did like that idea. I thought that was cool. Um so hopefully, I mean, I'm I'm not rushing into it um because I am trying to think of something special. Um and hopefully we can we can do something.
0: You know what the one thing I liked was you had that ball made for Kelly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh that was really, really cool. I thought that was awesome. You know, maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe get a ball made for the seniors with the date or something like that. And maybe have all the kids sign it. I don't know. I remember being in the soccer parties and we would get a soccer ball and the kids would sign the soccer ball for the coach. And it was like you couldn't even read their handwriting. But, you know, something different, something special, something they can have, you know. Yeah, it was
1: great. One of the art teachers at Eastern uh, painted it for me um, for her thousand point. Uh, So it was cool. She did a great job. Um, Kelly loved it. And uh, so, yeah, so I was like, make sure you give Miss Hughes a shout out. (laughs) So, but yeah, she did a fantastic job and um, yeah. So, and it was one of our balls that we played with. So um, that's even more special, I think.
0: Let's get back a little bit. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we're getting ready to wrap up here. What are your keys to success for your team this year? So like, if you're sitting down with your assistants, if you're sitting down with your team and your team meeting, and you're going over things you're going to say if you were to say to the team like hey if we're going to be successful this year we have to do the following so like what are some of the things that you you want them to do in order for them to be successful uh, and compete in every game this year
1: you know focus um, teamwork uh, patience is key um, because I I noticed last year there were times where we weren't very patient um, and it, it cost us you know so Um, That's something that we need to work on. So I told them in order for us to be successful, we need to work on our patience, you know, and kind of let it develop, you know, run the play or, you know, see how it's going to come out uh, instead of rushing and taking the first shot, you know, rushed. Um, But our focus has to be there. And uh, so these were some of the key terms that we used, um, you know, as a team. But teamwork was was number one right up there. Uh, we got to work together as a team, um, and and you know what they they do, and they're great together. They they work so well together, um, so I, I don't anticipate that being a problem. Um, you know they, and we preach it every day. So um, yeah, so I would say those are some successful um, keys that we talk about.
0: Okay, so uh, I think we've talked about it. Uh, before the interview, but how are your fans going to be able to watch the game this year? Because I know that any parent like me, like, they they love watching their kids play. They want to be there to support the team. Uh, so are you, what are you doing for, for the fans? Um,
1: Eastern's going to live stream it. Um, we have a media department, so the they're going to live stream uh, all the games. Um, and it, it's really cool. One of the parents was able to. Uh, hook it up with Ots, right in Borges and they're going to live stream our oh, really? games so the parents can go to Ots and watch the games if they want. They're going to put them on uh, three different screens. So I thought that was pretty cool. The, the girls were a little embarrassed, but I was like, why? You're big time. You're on the screens at Ots you know, it's that's awesome. Um So uh, we're going to, we'll definitely live stream it. Um, our AD will send it out, you know, either the day before or the day of our game. um, And you'll be able to access it. It's a YouTube channel. So um, everybody should be able to access it.
0: That's pretty awesome. I like the idea of being able to, you know, if the fans aren't going to gather here, they're going to gather, you know, maybe somewhere else. I mean, different tables and stuff like that, but, people they they'll bring the families closer together and maybe even just you know even bit better in the long run you know and it's only right around the straight down the street so it's not like they're far away so that's perfect
1: yeah and he's still following covid protocols and he's going to have tables separate you know you still got to wear your masks in there i mean he's still going to follow all those procedures and um so but he's pretty excited about it two of our girls work there so it's uh you know it's fun um, but i thought that was a great idea um, gives parents something different to do than you know maybe sit at home and watch it you know they're only down the street maybe it'll make them feel like they're they're there you know um so that's what we're gonna do um they're gonna even do the uh, away games so it's it's kind of cool um to see the support in the community too
0: yeah i love that idea i'm gonna have to tell our booster club about that i mean i, d- I just love that idea you know um that's yeah. fantastic it's smart it's <laughs> Plus, it helps a local business, you mm-hmm. know, everything that's going on. I mean, businesses are hurting, you know, left and right. And if you're playing on a Tuesday night, you know, it might be a quiet night for these places or a Thursday night, you know, um, right. why not give them some business and bring some people in uh, and, you know, help them. And, and, and obviously, they'll be supporters of, of the program for years to come, which is fantastic. Maybe this could be something that goes on, you know, uh, in the future. Even in an away game, because there's parents that aren't going to be able to travel. Maybe they'll just stay local and go to Ots and they can stream the games, which would be fantastic.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, my AD was even thinking like, you know, next year when we have fans back, but maybe still live stream just to have the two options in case someone can't get to the game, you know. And um, they're already thinking outside the box, moving ahead. So it, it's kind of cool. It, it's different. We are going to miss the fans, but we did do um, fan cutouts. So we have – we're going to have fan cutouts in the stands. Um, so we're excited. It'll be cool to see that. Um, yeah. So I'm like, bring them on. We'll have something in there.
0: <laughs> well, the thing is, to me, as the kids are going to have like – they're going to have war stories to tell. Remember that time when we had COVID and we didn't even have fans and there were these, cut, you know, cutouts? So at least make the best of the situation. I mean, obviously it's not a really good situation in our area, in the country – um, we're just, you know, so thankful for the kids to have the opportunity. So just make it fun and just let them enjoy. Uh, that's awesome. You know, one of the things that we talked about before the interview is, you know, how can we grow, you know, girls basketball in the area? So, you know, that's one of the questions I asked before we finish up. So, you know, what's something that you can do to develop maybe the kids in your area and, and get them ready for, for Eastern when they, when they become uh, high schoolers?
1: I mean, I think just getting involved in, in the community and getting the younger kids more involved, you know, maybe having a middle school game before a high school game, you know, and and doing different things, um, you know, with the kids in the community and, and the parents, you know, getting them on board, um, getting them to promote, um, you know, women's basketball. Um, I think you guys, are, you know, do a great job already with the, you know, the podcast and, and doing these kids uh, the athlete interviews and and getting to know the coaches. I think it's it's great idea. I think it'll help promote it a little bit more. Um, getting to know um, everybody at different schools. Um, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing what other interviews you do and um, you know getting to know some of the other coaches in the area that I may not know that well. Um, so, uh, you know, I think what you guys are doing is great, um, Mike with the SJIBT. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, that tournament is great. I like that tournament. I, I love being the host there. I love being a part of it. And, um, you know, I think Anthony said the same thing. Uh, we're up there right from the start. First minute, the doors open, we're there. And it's just fun to watch basketball all day. Some great teams in the area. They get some exposure. Um, you get to talk to coaches and just hang out with the coaches and just have a good time. Um I think that is huge. Um, so just doing more and getting, you know, girls basketball on the map a little bit more, I think will help in the long run.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I mean, one of the things I notice is in North Jersey, and the shore, especially, I mean, those girls all train together, you know, they, they compete against each other in rival high schools, but a lot of them play on the same AAU teams, a lot of them train, uh, train out of the same programs. I mean, there's, you know, these huge facilities out there and they're all working together. And the one yeah, thing I yeah. noticed about here in, in in this area is that the kids are just like in their own little bubble, their own little island. And, you know, the kids from Eastern, although they're good kids, they don't mix with the 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 you know, Cherokee kids too often. You know what I mean? Like outside of, you know, the high school season where maybe they could all train together in the summertime. I mean, what's the difference? Yeah. I mean, you know, like that was my actual goal. Like, you know, I really wanted to set it up last year in the summertime. Um, it just didn't happen because of COVID. I just didn't want to set up that situation. But I would love to say, hey, we're going to go to the park. You know, anybody who wants to, I'll put, you know, we'll, we'll tell a couple of coaches, the kids want to show up, we'll order pizzas or something like that. The kids can hang out. They'll play together. They'll play against each other, mix the teams up. I mean, nothing like too serious, but just for them to, you know, stay connected to the game, stay connected with other, you know, other kids in the area because you never know. They're going to play each other. You know, maybe if they go to college, they'll be teammates together. They might be roommates together. Um, they might meet friends. Um, I mean, that—that's the one of the things that I would like to see happen more often is just more people from the area getting together and and playing and, and training together. Um, you know, whether it's an organized or just say, hey, let's just get to the park. But I think that's something that would be great, and also get some college kids that are home uh, from the summer. You know, I yeah,
1: I mean. I agree. I, I think that's a great idea. And um, you know, coaches can help play a big role in that, getting their kids, you know, out there and, and doing different things. And, you know, right now we just have Summer League and that's all they really do. And then they have their AAU with their, you know, other teammates. So I think um, you know, that would be a great idea. I mean, I, I think that's sounds like fun. I've been
0: yeah I have all these grand plans uh and I was you know messaging you know parents and saying hey you know what do you think and they're like oh yeah it's a great idea but you know I was thinking that in, in my mind that covid would be gone or like would have calmed down throughout the summer and you know as the summer went on it just got you know pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and then by the time things opened up you know it just wasn't there but I I'm thinking maybe this summer you know um yeah, maybe this summer we'll to. be able to we'll see
1: yeah, it was just bad timing, you know. Um, yeah. I'm hoping that, you know, we can be back to normal at some point. Um, you know, a year is a long time.
0: <laughs> I know. It's a
1: long time.
0: It is a uh, long time. But uh, I think that the kids that are staying active and the coaches that are working with their, with their kids are going to be, you know, ahead of the game. Um, and that's mm-hmm. why I, I said to you before the podcast is – you know, some of these travel programs, you know, some of these kids only play the sport that's in the season. So if you play basketball and only play basketball during the winter time, if you didn't get a season this year, you're really not playing till a a whole other year. So it's a two year gap. So it's gonna hurt, you know, programs across the country. You know, there's gonna be a dip in the talent or skill level Uh, development's gonna really suffer. And I think that there's gotta be a way to, to make that better. Um, and, and really encourage the kids and get them excited. I mean, the other thing too is you know, like there's just not as many players as there used to be. I think. I mean, there's you know, soccer is playing all year round. The cross plays all year round. Softball plays all year round. So I mean, to me, basketball season's turned into the in-between season to prepare for the spring season. And they kind of like give up basketball, where there's a lot of really good you know players out there. And I think if they could just stick with it they really develop. I mean, the other thing I noticed, too, is, you know, it's it's easier to pick up a soccer ball and develop skills early because the ball's on the ground. I mean, really, um, you know, it's, it, it does take talent. I mean, I'm not taking that away from any soccer player. My daughter's played soccer, and my younger daughter still plays it now. But basketball, I think, is a little bit more complicated. Um, there's a lot more skills uh, involved. You have to be more aware and focused during the game because there's really not, no taking time off. I mean, yeah. it's – when you have the ball, you're, you're in it because out of the five, I mean, that ball's moving around, you're going to get it. And then when the ball comes back and you're on defense, you have to get back. I mean, you have to be involved with the play. There's, you know, only time that you get a break is if the ball goes out or if there's a foul or, or the end of the quarter or timeouts.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, so I agree. They're used to running uh, all day long. So well, yeah. hopefully
1: this summer, maybe we can get something together and yeah. and get these kids going. I mean, I, like I said, that'd be a great idea. Yeah. I'm I would, for it. I
0: mean, up, <laughs> they do a league called uh, no boys allowed I don't know if you follow that but they're out of Elizabeth um I mean they they basically shifted the the, the program outdoors and they ran an outdoor you know league like they wouldn't in, in in the inside and I thought that was phenomenal I mean you could we could even run a little mini league you know the kids play with you know I mean there's just so many ideas and it's just all about the kids having fun and and just uh you know feeling their passion I mean I'm a big proponent that you know, if a kid really wants it, they really want to learn, let's give them every opportunity to, because eventually that that motivation, the energy, that drive is, is going to be lost unless you feed it at that moment. And uh, these okay. kids are so young. And I think that, you know, if they fall in love with the game, um, I think that they're going to, you know, really, really, you know, be able to take the things they learned from basketball with them their whole life. I mean, that's why I like, I really respect the coaches. Um, I'm, I'm trying to reach out to different coaches that I've never, never even talked to or learned about because, I mean, to me, it, it's a community. And I think there has to be a mutual respect. And I think, you know, sometimes people think they only want to see, you know, the, the top teams, but and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but there's great talent across the state. Um, there's great coaches across the state. Uh, there's great people across the state. Uh, and I think for us to have, like, a better respect for our community, uh, we just have to have an opportunity to grow and to meet, I mean. These are just. This is just a phenomenal thing. I re- I just love talking to you. I mean, I feel like we could be talking all night. I mean, you're such such a great personality. Just you know, just great person. And thank like you. I, I remember running into you at Eastern. it was like I think you were scouting a game, and and then I found out that you uh, not Eastern, It was a it was like Paul the Six when my daughter was playing when she was younger. I think you were with Kendra. Yeah. I was game. with Kendra. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'm like wow, you know. And then and I found out you got the coach, and I just started smiling. I'm like, this is great. You know, I'm just happy for people. I mean, uh, I want to see people that are in their job or in their coaching position that love kids, that love developing people that are in it because they love it. Um, If you're in it for a career, that's great. But if you're in it just to change lives, I mean, whatever, whatever, what better place to change lives than on a basketball court, you know? And I think these kids are going to be – you know, such in a better uh, better place by, you know, being with these coaches. And I think that's something that we have to promote, you know, uh, and learning styles too. Like, you know, you're picking up information, everybody's picking up something, um, you know, we learn from, from each other, we have to learn from the best. And I think sometimes that's what hurts South Jersey is there's a, a certain sense of pride or ego. And, um, you know, sometimes we don't network with each other. We don't talk to each other. We don't even talk to other, other parents. And I think that once we start, you know, walking across, the side of the bleachers from the visitors section to the home section and start introducing yourself and start talking. I think that this isn't going to change. You know, we, we need to figure out how yeah. to get people to, to to be friendly and have that camaraderie. I mean, that's, to me, that's. You amazing. gotta be,
1: you know, you have to cheer each other on and um, you know, the South Jersey final with Cherokee and Shawnee, um, I was there, I was watching and, you know, I'm friends with Coach McGovern, and um, you know, I was cheering for, you know, Sean A, but I was cheering for Cherokee too. So, it, you know, two great programs, two great coaches. Um, you know, it, it, it's fun to watch. And you know, her team was like a Cinderella team, and she really, she had them peeking at the right time. Uh, she's she's a great coach. Um, you know, so it was it was fun to watch them as they went through the bracket. Um, you know, so uh, yeah, they, I mean, it's great to to get to know some of the coaches. I'm looking forward to seeing who else you interview, and um, you know, I, I know quite a few of them, but there's some I don't know. So um, definitely, would like to learn more about them and and see how we go. But you're right; we all need to support each other and and uh, you know push each other. You know, and, and Cherokee was going to the state final. Right. Of course, you want them to win. You know, it's our conference. It's our area. You know, you support them, um, and it was a shame that it got stopped uh, right, right there. I mean, that that's brutal. But um, i in our eyes, they were the champions. So, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll take that.
0: <laughs> we feel the same way. I mean, we were definitely disappointed. Uh, I mean, the the sad part is the kids found out from social media. Before Coach Powell could talk to the kid, that was the most upsetting to me. I think, because we, you know, you're a coach. You want you want to be able to break the news to your kids. I mean, you want to want them to find out through the rumor mill and then they're like wondering and panicking and now they're getting upset. And I mean, you want to be able to set the tone and you want to be able to, you know, you know, be a straight shooter and tell them like, hey, this is what's happening. There's a there's a yeah. pandemic going on, and unfortunately, you know, they decided the best thing to do was to cancel the games. Um, you know, yeah. but. The, the sad part is they won't have it again this year. I know so those, those kids that have been working hard for their four years to, to have their four years, you know, kind of, kind of got chipped a little bit, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, it, it, it stinks. It, it's brutal. Um, but like I tell the girls, you know, take each day as a blessing. And, and if we can get 15 games, I mean, that's, that's great. You know what I mean? And, and, just got to take it one day at a time, really. It's all. that's all we can ask for. Yeah, I so. think so.
0: I mean, this is just, you know, we're we're just living on uh, on, on really like just borrowed time sometimes because you just don't yeah. know what's going to I mean, You know, with all of these cases happening and, and people getting sick, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, you know, basketball is such a small part. I mean, we want to give the kids the, the best opportunity possible. We need to keep them safe. Uh, we need to make sure that you know, we also you know respect the fact that you know that people are getting sick, and we want to make sure that we protect everybody. Right. Um, so, you know, I mean, I'm. Not, you know,
1: we told them that you know when you when you go to play a game, play it like it's your last because it could be. Yeah. So you know, you just have to kind of kind of think that way this year and, and kind of go that way. So hopefully,
0: no, you know, I, I have I, I really have good thoughts. I think that this is like a, a learning year. I think it's just a, a lesson to realize, to appreciate things um, for what they are. And I, I really feel like next year, things are going to start getting back to normal, um, you know, state, hopefully state championships, different things like that. Exactly. You know, uh, and then the kids will have their, their moment to shine. Um, and, yeah. and this is, this is basically, this is their, this is their forum. You know, um, this is, this is their, you know, this is everything that they work towards. And I just want to make sure that they have that opportunity.
1: Know. I agree, 100%. <laughs> well,
0: I'll tell you what. Uh, I I think this is just phenomenal, and I hope we stay in touch. And I'll be, you know, texting you and bugging you through through the weeks and just oh <laughs> you know, how your team's doing. Um, we do wish you uh, the best of luck. Uh, I know that Thank you're gonna beat every every time you're on the floor. Uh, you know, I think a lot of you're gonna catch some teams, uh, you know, sleeping. And uh, you know you're really going to give them a run for their money, and, and that's awesome. You know I can't wait. Um, it's going to be a great year for you. Uh, you yeah. grow those kids, develop those kids, and you know I think you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine, you guys. You're going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean good luck to you guys too. And uh, like I said, we look forward to our meeting. And uh, I hope you guys have a safe and um, healthy season as well. And uh, we're all in this together, right? So might as well. Pull for each other and, uh, uh, you know, but, um, yeah. So I, I hope you guys have a safe and, and healthy season and, um, wish you the best. And I thank you for interviewing me. This was fun. Um, I love talking to you. I love talking about basketball. I could talk about basketball for hours. So it's great.
0: Yeah, me too. I really appreciate it. We'll end the interview now and uh, we could talk a little bit more. Okay. Take care. All right. Have a good
1: one.